women are seeing that happening in, in construction. I think women like the challenge of construction. Um, and I think there is that appeal of being able to successfully produce something. So I think as we spotlight that and continue on that track, I think that will, you know, hopefully bring more women to the table. And, you know, personally, Hello, fellow innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and this is the Bridging the Gap podcast. You're invited to join my mission to embrace and share the innovations transforming the AEC, MEP, and manufacturing industries. I am excited to welcome back to the show, Bianca Corey. For those who missed our first conversation, be sure to go back and check out the episode. We unpacked the response and the creativity of the manufacturing industry to responding to, to COVID-19 and, and how that plays in with the construction. So you'll definitely want to go back and, and take a look at that one. Uh, today, we are going to unpack Bianca's story in the construction industry. Welcome back to the show, Bianca. Well, thanks so much, Todd. It's a pleasure to be back. Yeah. Uh, so what first attracted you to the construction industry? So I love construction. Um, I have to credit my parents because they... Um, always took me on trips, you know, whether it was to um, the museum, starting like looking at how things are um, from an artistic perspective, right? Mm. You know, I was always exposed to that from a young age. Um, And then just going to like, basically like residential job sites with them on home tours. That was kind of like, you know, something that I fondly remember. And um, then I ended up going to school and studying urban design and architecture studies. So it wasn't until I like went to Florence to study abroad where it was like the birthplace of the Renaissance and, you know, taking European architecture and the history of um, architecture and, uh, you know, how it affected um, European landscapes, Mm -hmm. bringing it back to going to school in New York city and being in like a fast paced environment where construction is happening continuously and there's never a shortage of a project being built or you know there's always cranes in the skyline at new york (laughs) yeah so i think in school that's kind of where i was like this is interesting and so it was kind of like a a turning point where i was like do i go back after you know like my undergrad and pursue an architectural degree or do i just get into the field and i ended up working for a general contractor straight out of school that um, it was more like an owner's representative, smaller firm, but they had partnered, um, they were working on um, the Turner, with Turner Construction, they worked on the um, Lincoln Center redevelopment project. Okay, cool. So I was like an assistant PM. That's how I started out. And uh-huh. I was th- that's where I was like, okay, this is really awesome because I, I am in the field. I get to do the submittals. I get to coordinate efforts with the architects and the engineers. And just the like operational side of things where I was like, there's never a dull day. That's mm-hmm. kind of where it all started. And, you know, I, I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> so. That's really cool. I, I love that art kind of was that initial spark because yeah. I, I think that there's way more crossover between art and construction than what people think at first glance. Yes, totally. And I'm glad that you can connect the dots there with that. Cause I, f- I think art is, um, just essential from all for all industries. So, you know, for construction too, like it is about starting with the blank canvas Mm -hmm. and then you have your tools, you know, your paint set. It's literally like there it's, it is art. It's an art and science. Yeah. And there's 
being able to think creatively um, and having that artistic mindset, I think, you know, it does lend itself well to like the constant adjustments you have to make or, you know, working within like a very const like constrained environment. Oh, for All sure. Of that definitely and art. I credit art for it <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what were some of the, the challenges you faced uh, and, and had to overcome starting in the field as, as a woman? So I, you know, it was tricky. I, I won't lie that, you know, it, there's definitely obstacles or you face adversity, you know, mm -hmm. day one, stepping into a, a shanty and being like, hi, I'm, I'm here. I have my work boots on. I have my hard hat. And then being like tested to, can you prove that you can do this? And being the only female on a job site, that was almost my motivator. That was like mm -hmm. what really you know, propelled me forward to say like, yeah, I can do this. I can prove to you that I can do just a good, you know, my, mm -hmm. my, my work ethic. And like, it was, it was almost a test to prove that I could do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I ran the, like, I did the punch list. I did the daily manpower reports. It's a, it's a different animal, like working as a assistant superintendent at the time, it was uh -huh. a high, you know, 24 story high rise building, working with the developer, um, coordinating trades it again I it's almost like that you thrive off that energy mm -hmm. and you know you do once you have like a, a proven track record it's just that immediate respect you get and you can command authority just as much as like the next person right so it's mm -hmm. it's just being able to believe in yourself and like have that willingness to drive and push forward and like yeah there's definitely challenges but the rewards are there and I think being able to stay dedicated to it and committed to that cause. Mm -hmm. Like you'll, I think that's what, what was my key motivator at least hope, you know, I hope that that can, and I'm seeing more and more women in the field and that's just been really phenomenal transformation too. And I think that's what we need too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that there were some times of, um, you know, feeling kind of overwhelmed in, in the industry or um, you know, whether it's, learning all the, the new concepts or uh, even the, just the, the terminology or whatever, um, you know, certain struggles. Uh, how, what did you do to, to overcome and, and to succeed in the field? So I think I, for me, what helped for me, it was really um, kind of like latching on to the seasoned veterans and just mm -hmm. learning as much as I could from them and mm -hmm. like the buzzwords or, you know, how do they, how do they view something or how do they, how are they able to work so well with the trades or, you know, just get that kind of immediate response. So kind of like taking my pointers from and cues from my teammates, I think has helped a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and like the, it's interesting cause like you, we think, okay, there's definitely, there's female surgeons, there's female pilots, right. There's female superintendents and it's, it's basically being able to run a job site and um, orchestrate all these different things. And I think it's ingrained in our DNA to do that and manage a lot at the same time. And I mean, construction is very fast paced and pressurized. And so being able to collaborate with your, with your teams too, I mm. think, you know, I think that comes naturally to women too. And just that, that has been a, a help yeah. <laughs> driving force. So. Hey, innovators, wanted to share some exciting news. 
The Bridging the Gap podcast has been nominated for the Construction Junkies 2020 Best Construction Podcast Award. I am so humbled and excited to be in the running with 11 other amazing podcasts. I'd be honored if you'd consider voting for the show in this category. We will have a link to vote in the show notes. Thank you for voting and thank you for continuing to listen to the Bridging the Gap podcast. For sure. I, I do think that that comes naturally. I, I think I, I like to, I like to at least think of myself <laughs> as being able to, to hold a lot of different things in my mind at the same time. And then my wife will just run circles around me. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're thinking about that and that and that. And she's like, yeah, my list is always forever. It's, running. Like, <laughs> it's always running. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go sit over here. Cause I'm exhausted <laughs> thinking <laughs> of that list. <laughs> uh, what are some routines that, that you have for, success in the industry? So for routines, I think, you know, construction is one of those environments that thrives on um, almost being able to like run the ship and be the captain of the ship. So it's like just thinking about, um, do you have like the right manual in place like do you have the right standards in place that that like will really are you prepared basically like getting super organized in how you run a job that makes everything else run so much more smoothly and efficiently mm-hmm. um you know i think huddles or like two-week look-aheads are great i think just even scenario planning helps um from a project management standpoint just having like a, a really solid operating rhythm. Um, you know, a site, site, basically site safety managers do it all the time. They have like their, their tool talks and they gather and like they huddle. Um, and it's, you know, it's a very demanding kind of rigorous rhythm, but mm-hmm. I just think that it's kind of like running an operating room and making sure everyone knows their role and just having kind of, you know, just good habits in place, good, good routines. I think mm-hmm. that helps a lot. Do you think that certain personality types are, are better at it than others? Like I, I, I would think you can tell me if this assumption is, is wrong. Um, that somebody that's more willing to, to get in there, get their hands dirty, uh, and kind of take charge and have that. I'm going to tell you my opinion. I'm going to speak, uh, you know, what I, I think is right that that type of personality would do better out in the field than somebody who's um, probably going to keep a lot of their opinions to themselves and not really speak up in defense of whatever they're thinking. Yeah, I think so. It's interesting because, you know, when we look at personality types or what traditionally um, like commands attention, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to because you know i when i took like a myers briggs test i'm actually like an introvert which is funny because i i like to, i feel like and it, you know it's funny because you think introverts it's always been like equated as shy but really it's just more of like how you respond to like external energy yeah so extroverts like thrive off of energy and they it like builds up and they continue to like that it like exponentially grows introverts almost like need to decompress after being in large groups mm. but i think there's just like different levels of being able to lead and feel comfortable and be bold, you know, I think that's important. Like, I think Mm -hmm. you need to take a firm stance and be able to make a decision because it's such a timely sensitive 
kind of way of working mm-hmm. and making a split decision and like can you own that and I can, can you be held accountable and like I think it's just more of like self-reflection because I think mm-hmm. um you know yeah definitely traditionally I think people have responded like to people that can lead them <laughs> so mm-hmm. it almost is like that kind of personality type does really well in a role where they like to lead teams and you know orchestrate and coordinate and have a lot of different you know balls in the air um and not yeah. get you know not get scared by it yeah um, but leadership but can look really different yeah. yeah i think yeah right and i think that's where we like flip it over on its head and say hey like has it always been done right maybe like we look to more of the you know different personality types to lead the charge because mm-hmm. it could it may save more money it may save more time like are we going to be more sustainable in how we do our work and just mm-hmm. kind of like flipping it over and examining it from a different angle yeah. is interesting but yeah i think you know it's it, it does it lends itself well to people that like want to take that are up for the challenge i think that's always mm-hmm. good can you are you up for the challenge let's do it let's like yeah. let's try <laughs> yeah i think that's a great perspective on it because I, I think it's really important to um not to use the same word again but uh, get different perspectives on different things. So you can, people with different backgrounds and different experiences can see things really, really differently. And it doesn't mean that either one is necessarily wrong in how they're seeing it. They're just seeing it differently. So there's a lot of power. If you can truly come to the table, express all those different opinions and then go, Mm -hmm. okay, what do we take that's the best of all of these and kind of check ego at the door. Yeah, absolutely. You just nailed it on the head. It's just like, you know, you'll be pleasantly surprised what you can come up with when you're like, when you invite that kind of dialogue and Mm -hmm. free thinking. And it's like, okay, yeah, that, that I never thought of that. Like just to have someone articulate that or like look at something from a different, you know, different view. Um, I think for, you know, operational success and excellence in construction, if we look at like, how do we, what, how it defines success for construction and just, you know, borrowing and like looking how other industries are doing that, mm-hmm. like that's going to be half the battle is just the open-mindedness to it. Hey, MEP friends, looking for a competitive edge? MEP Force is the event for you. It has become the gathering place for industry leaders throughout MEP to come together and learn the new technology trends in prefabrication and more. The best part is that it's all industry-led and driven meaning real people from the trades will be leading the almost 80 breakout sessions. So you will be getting real life, practical examples and use cases to take back and implement right away. This year, it's all virtual. So if you register now, you will have access to all the breakout sessions even after the official event is over. Go to mepforce.com to register today and use promo code BTG99 to get your ticket for only $99. That's an almost 80% discount. See you virtually at MEP Force. How do you think you can um, encourage people to embrace that open mindset? Yeah, I think it's, so I think it really does come back to like putting yourself in that person's shoes and like thinking, you know, outside of yourself sometimes just taking moments of reflection. And I think that, then kind of transpires into, okay, like I'm, I, we're just being, 
you know, and then I, I always like to tie it back to con like to construction and technology. So kind of like that same shift of like, well, we've always been working this way and I don't want to adopt these new technologies because why? Right. And mm -hmm. it's a new investment. It's a headache. Da, da, da. Now people are seeing like the power of a, you know, a connected job site with the right tools, like having the right digital toolkit on. And that's kind of like that change is happening. It's the same thing. Like when you break down those barriers or those walls, people are like, Oh, this, why haven't I, why didn't I have this iPad in the field? <laughs> like, yeah. of course I would be like looking at, you know, the drawings and then putting an RFI together on my tablet and you right. know, responding quickly. <laughs> like it's, it's like mind blown. Like those kind of like wins start to just take effect and become second nature. So it's much the same kind of open, just willingness to try it, starting yeah. with a try. <laughs> Yeah, give it a go I, I like starting with a try i yeah. think that's a great great line i like that i'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that go for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, what are some things that you think that construction industry can do to to better attract women into the industry so i think um a great starting point is just um making it more appealing from the sense of like there's growth opportunity there there is professional ways to um, lead and develop and you know I think tying it back again you know saying the construction like and technology piece contact is huge um, I think there's a lot of flexibility in that and I think that's something that appeals to a lot of women I know I can say that for myself um, mm -hmm. just being able to um, utilize the right tools and thinking in different uh, ways to make work more efficient or better. I think women are seeing that happening in, in construction. I think women like the challenge of construction. Um, and I think there is that appeal of being able to successfully produce something. So I think as we spotlight that and continue on that track, I think that will, you know, hopefully bring more women to the table. And, you know, personally, like one thing that I was really impressed with and I went to New York build not too long ago and I was so happy to see women in leadership roles that didn't happen when I entered the workforce in 2006. Mm -hmm. Like I, it was very rare to see a woman in a vice president role at a construction firm, like a top tiered firm. And yeah. I saw that left and right. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like we've come a long way in like a decade. So that's yeah, great. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. I, I think when you're pairing it with creativity, you know, typically women are more creative than, than men. And so uh, it gets me thinking on how we started with the artistic mindset coming in and, and how art and construction, there's a lot of crossover and similarities there. Um, do you think that bringing in that, that women perspective, do you think that that has helped uh, the construction industry brace, embrace uh, creativity more? Yeah, I think so. I think um, certainly like for to have um, almost like a, a playful mindset, you know, and being able to say, hey, like, let's, let's try it this way and see if it works or, you know, not being afraid to make a mistake or fail. Like we oftentimes are so worried, like, oh my gosh, if I do this the wrong way, I'm going to be perceived, well, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like this, just that concept of perfection goes out the window. And I think when you're an 
when you put on like that artistic cap of like, okay, I'm just going to try and create something, you know, from scratch. It's, it's a little bit more, um, I want to say like just friendly in that sense. So it's like, it's, it's okay to make a mistake, Mm -hmm. you know, same thing, you know, when we're up against a tight deadline or, you know, you're, you're feeling the pressure to kind of have that difficult conversation with the subcontractor, there's a delay. That's where I think like the communication piece comes in. And I think, you know, women can bring a lot of diplomacy to the table. And that's where I think, you know, it's like, let's not burn the bridges. Let's bridge the gap. Burn it all down. Let's go. (laughs) They wronged me. They're done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So those softer skills, I I think are totally underrated. They're so important. And women have them in spades over <laughs> the, the typical guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just, it's, yeah, it's soft skills help. And just the, uh, the, the fact that we're all like working on like the same end goals, we have shared goals in common and um, just getting that alignment. Right. Yeah. I think that that helps so much. That's awesome. Uh-huh. So the stat uh, is like 9% of the workforce is women in construction industry, um, which is crazy since it's you, yeah. women are over 50% right. <laughs> of the total yeah. population. Yeah. Uh, but kind of thinking of the, the chicken and egg dilemma, what do you think has to happen first? Is it that construction industries take on kind of a more progressive stance and, with flexible policies or, or something to be able to attract women or do women need to first start coming into the industry uh, to kind of force those changes to then attract more. Yeah. Does that question make sense? <laughs> totally. Well, number one, yes, absolutely. Um, the construction firms, they need to adjust. They need to make policy changes like that for, first and foremost has to happen. But mm-hmm. the latter part about women going in and leading. Yes, that's also key. Like there has to be trailblazers. There has to be pioneering women that take that chance and say like, I can, I'm going to do this. And this is, I love this job. Like why, why would I not do this? Like I, I can't help like the fact that I love construction. Like I'm not going to shut that off. Right. Like, yeah, it just and you shouldn't have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's a definite, um, like work in progress, but I think, um, you know, working together. And I think more and more companies are realizing like, yeah, like there is a crazy amount of good talent out there and, you know, diversity and inclusion has to happen. And yeah, you'll see it on projects where it's like stipulated in the the fact that that owner wants, you know, a certain percentage of like small business enterprises or minority owned mm-hmm. businesses, you know, coming to the table, like same thing, women owned. It, it's just, and I think that has been like written into contracts and whatnot, but at the same time, I think, we're at, it's 2020. So like it's the time is here. Like right. <laughs> let's get real. Right. So yeah. it's like, and like, let's get those numbers up and you know, they're projected to increase and I, it's, it does take a lot of work and it's not just like working in the, like the traditional like office sense, like it, women can be comfortable on a job site. They need to feel comfortable. We need to make it safe for them and to feel like, you know, that they can do their job and, and do it like in the in a very comfortable way so um same thing it's like i'm i'm excited about it i think there's the the 
the transitions happening and more and more companies are, will risk the fact that they can't attract good talent if they don't change mm-hmm. like the chef, if, if they don't have that like mind shift, you know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and if you're cutting off, you know, half the population, you're doing yourself <laughs> yeah. a pretty yeah. uh, big disservice there. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, how do you, uh, how should construction firms kind of look at the balance between work and family? It has to be just like a no brainer almost because, and you know, a lot, there are companies like on the coast that I find that are extremely progressive in how they embrace like work life balance, like Mm -hmm. European companies that are construction firms, they have, they have a different set of policies, but they're like their U S counterparts don't have the same rules. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, it's just, it's, it's tough because of like the nature of the way like we work today mm-hmm. but um i think it does strike a chord because it's like i i find that you know if you don't if you're like if i'm going to look to a solid company that i want to work for they're going to be supporting me too so it's like a it's a two-way street it's like mm-hmm. i will give you my all if i know that i have like the flexibility and like grace period that i need to get to do, to be a good parent and to be a good employee. So it's, you know, it's the same thing. And, and it's men too. My husband faces it too. Like he's, he's a dad, like, right. So he has the same kind of like, we, you know, we, it's, it, it, that applies like across the spectrum to me. So it's, The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. So you mentioned that you had a, a great mentor that uh, really was a, a role model who encouraged you you well at the, the beginning of your career. What are some of the main things that you learned from that relationship? And then how would you encourage women to to find good mentors in the industry? Yeah. So I, I love my mentor. So I, for me, it's like, yes, it's a, it's an, a combination of ingredients of working hard, having that interest in construction. Um, you do come up against walls sometimes, but like I have, I've been so happy and fortunate that I could connect with somebody who basically told me to go for it. Like has always encouraged me to like take those chances and like literally do it. Like I'd rather see you try to do it. And I'm, he's like, you're not going to, cause I was like, is this like a sink or a swim kind of thing? And he's like, no, you're not going to sink. Cause we're all in this. Like you just need to like go for it and do it. Yeah. So just having that runway and like somebody who, um, you know, in a position of like who owned the company to see that talent, you know, the, the potential in me, mm-hmm. like it was everything. Cause then now I'm like, that's, I always go back to that. And mm-hmm. so that's inspired me. I think, you know, it is, it is hard work, right? It's, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not just like, Oh, magically one day I'm like, I love what I'm doing. <laughs> like it's, <Right>. it's years <laughs> of like <laughs> getting to a point of like, 
trials and tribulations and like it's it's not just like a like a prescribed method of like this is gonna work because like every like there's no like you can slice and dice construction in so many ways and there's so many challenges but the cool thing is if you can align with the people that see that in you it's such an awesome experience and yes so like I have I've had I've had great male role models like without that like maybe I wouldn't be feeling so confident about construction so like you know and the same thing like I look to like champion my women counterparts like I want to like build you up like I want Mm -hmm. you to know that I have your back like I'm going to support you like it's just about building like that camaraderie and having that you know good sense of okay we're in you know we're kind of like this consortium of people that really are driven to succeed and just kind of being with like-minded people has helped a lot so yeah yeah i love that building the community around you yeah totally yeah that's That's great start small but it it does it does happen in stride and it happens (laughs) yeah very cool uh in the last couple years uh what have you become better at saying no to in order uh, to maintain a work-life balance? That's an awesome question. Kind of loaded. <laughs> loaded question. <laughs> but yeah. That's what I, we're here for. <laughs> that, that's a great question. So typically in the past, you know, and especially when you start off straight out of college, you're just like, oh gosh, I, I need to do this to like, I, I want to make sure I don't drop the ball and like, I got to like do say yes to this. But there's, there's so, there is like respect in saying no. And Mm -hmm. saying like, I can't make this meeting and that's okay. (laughs) Like it's like, it's not a light, like a life or death kind of situation. Like it's going to go on. The project's going to happen. I'll give you all the information I know. And I trust you to do it. Like, it's almost like taking like the, like not the responsibility from yourself at all. Like you still own the project, but you need to empower your people to do the, like, and run the play when you can't make it. Like if you're right. quarterbacking things and like, that's your responsibility, great. But if you need to like, literally like there's a, f- a family emergency, like, yeah, that's going to like take precedence. So it's like just yeah. being able to say, to have the, you know, conviction that like, it's okay to say no. Right. And it's it's not gonna like do any harm. It's it'll do more harm if you keep trying to say yes to everything. <laughs> it's, it's like not realistic. Yeah. And you know, or and especially when we're trying to like have like a, a steady work life, healthy, well, like well balanced life. That's that's yeah. the key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm a I'm a people person or people pleaser. Um, me too. And a people <laughs> me too. And I too. Yeah. <laughs> So well, that's that why I was it like, it's tricky. so hard for me to say no, but like, I'm learning. I'm still yeah. learning, but it's, it takes time. It's, it's a good thing. But go on. Tell me more. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> tell me. Uh, I think one of the things that I've realized in, in the last couple of years uh, is, and I think this comes with maybe being a parent, definitely getting older, uh, <laughs> is in delegating, mm-hmm. you're, you're actually kind of taking on more responsibility, but you're building that trust and you're building, going back to that community, you're building the networking community around you to help everybody succeed more. And then you're able to do more things. So there's a lot of freedom and flexibility in being able to delegate out and say, no, I trust you with this. Go run with it. That's great. And uh it doesn't mean that, yeah, like what you said, it doesn't mean that you're not involved in that and that you're circling back and you're not responsible for that. But there's, 
you know, two heads are, are better than one. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's actually really cool to see that happen. Like when you kind of like are at peace with that and you can say like, okay, like it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And it's, it's really impressive to watch somebody else like run a play like, and like, in you know, I do find children to be very inspirational too. And I think that's where you see, like, they grow that way. Same thing. Like your teams grow that way. You're, yeah. you're a tight, you're tighter knit. And it's, and that's, that's what is such a great takeaway from all of that. So. Yeah. That's cool. A- any new realizations during quarantine that have helped you with a work-life balance? I, I feel like it has, given me the time back in a way if that makes sense like it's almost like things have slowed down and I'm not so panicked about it it's just more like wow this is a great time to feel even more connected with people and reaching out and has given me like time to catch up with people I haven't talked to in a while um I am baking so much more (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the sweets are yes. nonstop coming yeah, and it's, right. it's not good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> it, it's yeah. delicious, but it's yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah. So really testing out like my culinary skills. Uh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, and just spending more time, you know, getting organized and feeling like, you know, it's kind of a way to have faith in <laughs> life, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> taking pause. <laughs> yeah. But I've learned that you know, this is just a time I've never really like lived through before. And that it's, it's kind of surprising, like how, what, like, I love seeing that people are connecting more than ever. So that's been just phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you so much for, for coming back on again. Thank you. This is such a pleasure and I really appreciate your insights and your, yeah. Well, likewise, always uh, really fun talking with you. So we'll have to have you back sometime for sure. Great. I'd love that. Thank you so much, Todd. (laughs) And thank you to all those listening. If you are interested in learning any more, you can visit our sponsor applied software at asti.com for more information. You can listen anytime by simply going to Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant. Thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Thanks for listening to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Enjoyed the episode? Leave us a rating or review while sharing with your friends and coworkers. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a LinkedIn request or follow our LinkedIn page and let me know if there's a topic you'd like to hear. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bridging the Gap is directed by Todd Wyan, produced by Alyssa Chartier, Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an Applied Software production. Copyright Applied Software 2020.